Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Black Women Know Sports podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kristen Carr. And Kristen, I'm just going to allow you to introduce yourself to the audience real fast and give them a little bit of information about you. Yes. Hello. I am Kristen. I guess it's Carr, but I got married in December, so technically it's Smith. But I didn't change my ID yet, so <laughs> sometimes I put Carr, sometimes I put Smith. I put both. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, my high school sweetheart. We got married in December. Um, but yeah, I'm Kristen. I let me see. I was born in Southfield, Michigan. I am 22 years old. Lord have mercy. I'm turning 23, and I currently live in Duluth, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. I graduated from North Carolina A&T in 2022 May. It's so crazy. It's been already a year, and. Um, now I'm back at home and I am a registered nurse. Oh, awesome. We're going to get into the registered <laughs> nurse and playing golf at A&T. But we're birthday twins. I think you knew that, right? We're Your birthday's August 18th? Yes, 2000. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> what, you were born in 2001? 2000, yeah. Like just you were born in 2000? Yeah, we're literally twins. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh my, I got I to gotta get your address after this month. I know. So you grew up watching your dad play golf, right? Mm -hmm. He was um, he was a teaching pro back in up in Michigan. Um, And so he his life, everything is golf. He works at a golf course. He teaches golf. He watches golf. All his friends play golf. And so that's his that's his heart. Um, Golf is his heart. And um, he actually met my mother. Um, he started teaching her mom first, and then that's how he got connected to my mother. And then here I am. And so I um, saw on the Big South, you did an interview for them. And you said that your mom was playing golf while she was pregnant with you. But once you, you know, were going out into the golf field, um, you know, you were surrounded by your family. How much did your mom and dad play a role in you, like learning the game and then um, being confident in it? Oh yeah, they played a huge role, Um, especially like my dad. I was always at the golf course with him. Uh, My mom worked in pharmaceuticals, so she tried to play as much as she could, but she didn't have that much time during the week. Um, But it was funny because as I was, I started playing at a really young age. When I turned seven, I started playing in tournaments and me and my mom would go out and play and she used to beat me and I would not be happy about that. (laughs) And like, I just, my goal was to beat my mom at first. She may not know this, my goal was was to beat her. And then we started tying, we would go out and play and then I started beating her. And then she's like, you know what? I can't play with you no more she was getting mad too so we're all very very competitive um but yeah even now like my mom still goes out and plays today she has a group of ladies she goes out with almost every weekend um me and her still practice together um but yeah my dad played the biggest role in coaching me he's really been the only coach that i've had um swing coach and you know mental coach and even like life coach too so he played the biggest role um in my golf development but every single time we went on a family trip we were on the golf course. Yeah. Most of my memories are on the golf course with my parents. What would you say is your favorite one from childhood? I don't, okay, there was one time we went, um, I think we were playing, I don't know if it was Jekyll Island. We went to Fripp Island, we went to Fripp Island. It's um in South Carolina. And we were on a, me and my dad were driving the cart and my mom was walking across the bridge and she was walking all fast trying to look for her ball. And she didn't realize there was a huge alligator like right next to her. Cause she was so focused on her ball. And me and my dad were in the cart and we didn't want to freak her out. So we didn't say anything. And we drove by there so fast. Oh my goodness. That was, that sticks out to me the most. 
right now when I think about it. That was so funny. But yeah, you see a lot of wildlife. Yeah, <laughs> on the golf South course. Carolina. South Carolina is crazy for gators. I don't know if you oh. saw that video of this guy in Hilton Head and like a crocodile or alligator was just coming at him. It was it was crazy. Yeah, nah. We we don't we don't play with those. <laughs> Let them stay in their habitat. I'm leaving them alone. How has golf impacted your personal life in a, in any way? It has impacted me greatly. Um, I don't think I realized it until I got older, just how much that it changed me. I, I think one of the main things is I'm an only child. So being an only child already kind of people have their own mis uh, preconceptions about being an only child, but I was always very independent. And um, I think the main thing about golf is that it's, it's a solo sport. Even when you're playing on a team, you're still out there, you know, by yourself pretty much. Um, and so on top of me being an only child, it taught me independence. It taught me how to be loyal um, because in golf, not everyone can see when you're going to look for your ball or some people may just kick it or a little bit or do things. And it taught me how um, to be honest. Um, it taught me how to be loyal. And it also taught me, and it's still teaching me now um, how to stay patient. Every single golfer will say the same thing. You have to stay patient because one shot does not define your round unless you allow it to. And I kind of tried to take that same thing with my life. One day does not define my life, does not define my week unless I allow it to. One moment doesn't define um, my life unless I allow it to. And I think that's the greatest thing um, that I've taken away from it as I've gotten older. And um, I've have, I have more of appreciation for the game now. I think when you start playing really young um, and when you start doing just anything really young, any sport, any activity, you start to appreciate it more as you get older because you realize how much helped to develop you as a person even when you didn't realize it. And speaking about honesty, um, you decided to withdraw from a tournament after winning an individual tournament um, and making it to States because of a distance measuring tool. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever I first interviewed you and I heard about that, I was like, I, I was like, how is that even possible? You know, but it was illegal, I guess, in high school golf. Um, so kind of just tell me that experience and do you regret that experience to this day? Oh, no, I don't. I don't regret that at all. I think that was one of the most pivotal um, moments in my life up until this point. I'm 22, but <laughs> that was one of the greatest, most pivotal moments in my life. And um, what had happened was I was in high school. Um, it was my freshman year and I was playing in regionals and I was using a distance measuring device that can be used in any other tournament other than high school golf. And I was not aware about the rules. My coach was unaware. It was just, you know, just didn't know. And um, I didn't realize until after the round when I had already won the tournament and was going to make it to state that it wasn't allowed. And honestly, I can't even remember who told me. I don't know how I got the information, but immediately when I found out, I remember I was at school and I started crying and I was like, I got it. I have to say something because I knew that if I didn't, that I was taking someone else's spot because there was another girl who would have made it to state. And I just said what I did. And it was very, very difficult for me because most athletes know freshman year is extremely important, especially when it comes to getting into college. That's when um, recruiters are looking at you. That's when college coaches are scouting and going to events. And I, it would have been huge for me as a freshman to make it to state. And I knew that, but I chose my integrity over 
over a trophy. And um, at the time, it was extremely hard, but I realized how much of a blessing it was for me to have said no because I was able to go to A&T. And I don't think that that would have happened if I, if I didn't do that. So how did you choose A&T? Yes, I like to say A&T chose me. I was, and it, it kind of ties along in with um, that tournament because, because I didn't go to state, I wasn't able to get exposed to a lot of recruiters and, um, I, it was my, I was coming up on my senior year at this point. I did not have any offers. Most of the other girls who were playing golf around me had already committed to colleges or were already in conversation with colleges. And I didn't have anyone talking to me. Um, and this was after my junior year, I had one state. And so I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to get offers now. And I didn't. And I was extremely discouraged. And my mindset was I've been playing golf competitively since I was six, seven years old. And I don't have a single offer it may be time that I set the bag down. And um, I went into my senior year thinking, well, I'm going to play golf this year and then I'm probably going to be done and I'm just going to go um, to school and study nursing and that'll be it. And um, my first day of my senior year, we get our schedules and I realize I'm in weight training. I did not want weight training. I had signed up for, I wanted like an easy elective. I did not want to do weight training. At the time, I wasn't into like working out and stuff. I was like, this is not what I want to do during the day. I do not want to be sweating in the middle of the day when I'm in high school. <laughs> and I was so mad. And I was going to my counselor and I was like, I want to change my weight training class. I don't want to be in this class. And um, I had to go to class that day though. So I went and my weight training teacher, his name was Coach McCoy, he was going through the roster and saying everyone's name. And I'm sitting there with an attitude. And he was like, Kristen Carr? And I'm like, I'm here. And he's like, oh my goodness, we've been looking for you. It was like some, like a movie scene. I'm like, what is this man talking about? He was an old student of the golf coach at AMT, Coach Richard Watkins. And on the first day of school, instead of me doing the little physical examination test, whatever, I was on the, on the phone with Coach Watkins, on Coach McCoy's phone. Um, talking about taking a visit to the school. So apparently the whole time I was at school, they had no idea. And I didn't know it was an HBCU either. So I was like, what is a and I have no idea what this is. I'm like, oh, it's an HBCU. I didn't know it was a black school. They didn't know I was black either. <laughs> so when he found out that I was, uh, I was black, he was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And within the next month I visited the school. Um, and then the month after that I committed so that's what I feel. I feel like it chose me because I, I definitely didn't want to be in that weight training class. And huh, man, it's, it's crazy to think about, but yeah. that's what happened. What's one of your favorite experiences um, with A&T playing golf there? I think I just really enjoyed the team. I think with, with any team, you have your ups and downs, but it was my first time playing on a real team. Um, and we had, we lived together. I lived within my first three years um, with the girls and the guys usually stayed in the same building or right next, um, the building right next door. Um, and I think I really enjoyed getting to know my teammates. <laughs> like I said, through our ups and downs, um, we all had a very strong bond. And um, even like to this day, like one of my closest friends, Jayla Rogers, she was a bridesmaid in my wedding. Um, I would have never been able to meet her if it wasn't for playing. And I think um, 
I really enjoy the camaraderie. Uh, most of the time when I would go to the golf course in Georgia, I would go by myself or I would go with my parents. But it was nice to be able to go to the golf course with the team. My freshman year, we went in a van and we were all sit there and listen to music and come back and get dinner together. Um, so coming back home after school was over, it was kind of hard to go to the golf course. And, okay, I guess I'm by myself again. Uh, so, yeah, I really appreciate those moments playing on the team. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some of your accomplishments. Um, in 2021, you were the first woman to break 70 at the Elotion. Yeah, you Elotion. got it. You got it. <laughs> club during tournament play. So explain what that means to the audience who may not know. And you were the first woman, but you were also the first black woman. So, I mean, that's props to you. Congratulations. Um, so just kind of explain what that is and how you felt whenever you accomplished that. Yes. Yeah, so we, me and my other teammate, Xavier Williams, got invited to play in the Stevens Cup. And this Stevens Cup was, it was the first inaugural event for the tournament and they brought some of the top um, golfing schools from across the country to play at um, the Elotion Club which is one is the greatest course I've ever played on they compare it it's like the Augusta National but it's really really hilly but it's at the same caliber and um, they also they wanted to have a diversity inclusion factor to it so they invited a couple of individuals from HBCUs to come and play as well. So me and my teammate Xavier were chosen to go. So going to the tournament, I had no expectations. I wasn't trying to win. I was just like, I'm trying to take this all in. Um, the tournament was televised and the cameras were out there. And I was able to see some amazing players that went to huge schools across the country that I've seen playing on TV before. And so I was just taking the whole experience in and this was one, this was the hardest golf course I've ever played in my entire life. And I remember after the first two rounds, I forgot what I shot. I think one of the rounds I shot like 82 and I was so happy because <laughs> the course was so hard. I said, wow, that was amazing. And I remember there was a reporter who came out to follow me and he was from Arkansas. He, he had a, um, he had a, he was part of a newspaper from Arkansas and he had come out to follow me. And I remember after my first day playing, he interviewed me and he's like, how did you feel about your round today? And I was like, I mean, this is the most beautiful, hardest, most exclusive club I've ever played in my life. And I'm extremely proud of myself. And he asked me, well, what's your goal for tomorrow? And I was like, I guess I just want to do better than today. And I went out there the next day and shot 69. And I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was just playing with the power of God in me. Like I was, I had so much fun and I didn't realize how good I was doing until I had three more holes to go. And I told my coach, I was like, I'm getting nervous. She's like, why are you nervous? I'm like, cause I'm doing really well. <laughs> and I was shocked at myself. And when I finished, I finished with a birdie on the last hole and I almost cried. And cause I knew that I broke 70 on the course, but I didn't realize exactly what that meant. I didn't realize that I was the first woman to break 70. Not a single other player the entire tournament broke 70 or female player broke 70. Um, and being one of the only um, African-Americans, females to play on that course and to have the course record, it was just amazing. And um, I was so grateful to the Lotion Club. They made me feel so special. Um, they sent me a plaque with my scorecard on it. And um, it was just, it was the best experience, one of the greatest golf experiences that I've ever had. So breaking 70, does that mean you hit the ball in the hole like 70 times? Or what does that mean? <laughs> okay, okay. So 
for for golfers most um most golf courses have 18 holes and 72 is we like to say the goal number so if you play every single hole the way that the designer created it to be made you're going to shoot 72. So you're going to make a three on a par three. You're going to make a four on the par four. You're going to make a five on the par five. You'll shoot 72. And obviously the scores change through holes, but that's the easiest way to put it for someone that doesn't really play golf. So if you beat the course, you shoot under that 72, which is called par. So I shot 69. So I beat the course by three shots on one of the hardest courses in the country. And so that's, that's what breaking 70 means. So what got you into nursing? Um, I, I always was really good in school. Um, and I really enjoyed anatomy. I liked math, but I, I was really interested in how the body worked and disease processes, um, like the cause and effect of it. And um, I remember when I was in middle school, I had to get my appendix out and it was my first experience in the hospital. I was super scared. And throughout my entire experience, other than remembering my parents being there, I remembered my nurse. I had no idea who my doctor was. I don't know who my surgeon was, but I remember my nurse and she made me feel so much better and ease my anxiety going into surgery. And I was like, I think I wanna do that for people. Um, and that's kind of where it started my interest in nursing. I felt like if I wasn't playing golf, that that would be um, the best fit for, for me and for my personality and um, wanting to help others, especially um, at the most vulnerable point in their lives. They need someone who's going to be able to uplift them um, and make them feel better, not just with medicine, but um, with a positive spirit. Yeah. And how was it um, being a nursing major at a and I remember you were like at the top of the class, weren't you? Yeah, I... I've always, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I've always been really, really hard on myself and everything that's golf, school, anything I do, I want it to be done well. And um, balancing golf and nursing was extremely hard in college, but the nursing school was so helpful and so gracious to me. If I had a tournament, they would help me um, to finish my assignments and give me a little bit more time or take my test at a different time. Um, but it was hard, but I, the nursing school um, Noble Hall was a great, great, great school. And I commend them for how they got our class through during COVID because we didn't get to do our clinicals like most other um, nursing schools were able to do or nursing classes were able to do prior because of COVID. So I think that they did an excellent job at helping us to be able to learn in our virtual and a little bit inter in person environment and um yeah i had a i had a really good nursing school experience but i learned when i got out of nursing school nursing school is nothing like real nursing and that's what everyone would tell me uh but yeah it, it's it's very different but i had a really good experience and great teachers and great classmates yeah and i was gonna ask you next like how did you balance golf kristen and nursing kristen um because i know like you said they, they would allow you to maybe take your test a little later or get this done earlier mm -hmm. Um, but as a student athlete, you know, making sure that you're staying healthy and then also mentally, you know, preparing for these exams, like how did you balance all that? Yeah, I, oh Lord, look, I was just like, it's all God. Cause I, I would be, we would be at a tournament and most of our tournaments, we wouldn't just play 18 holes. We would play 36 in one day. So instead of being on the golf course for five hours, we were on the golf course for like 10. And if you include like, 
um, switching between rounds, um, staying after, wait for everyone to finish, warming up before. That's like a 12 hour day. So all of us had work to do when we went back. And so I would do the best I can um, to do my work. Um, after the round, I would work on the bus. <laughs> when we got back to school, it was grind time. Um, and when I missed clinicals, they would allow me, um, I had a group of um, students I went with on clinical, but if I had to miss that day, they would allow me to go with another group. Um, just different things, or if some, they had to test in class, um, we would take all of our tests on lockdown browser on the computer. Sometimes they would allow me to take it from my golf tournament site instead with lockdown browser, just so I didn't get too far behind. Um, but I never felt like I fell, fell too far behind. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's really good. What would you say to Black girls and women who are in golf right now or aspiring to be in it? I feel like I really just love this time. I'm seeing so many young Black girls on my feed playing golf like every day. And these girls are good. They are way better than I ever was um, when I started playing. And I think the one thing that I would want to tell them is to not put too much pressure on themselves. Um, both of my parents played golf and my dad being a teaching pro, I never I never felt like they put pressure on me um, to play well, but I created pressure within myself to play well as I got older. When I was young, I had so much fun and everything was you know, just about going out and having fun. But as I got older, I didn't understand why before a tournament I would have so much anxiety where I couldn't sleep at night before the tournament. Even in college, I struggled with this a lot. I would have a lot of um, anxiety before a competition because of all the pressure I was putting on myself. And I would just have told my younger self until younger Black girls are starting to play at a young age to just remind themselves to not put too much pressure on yourself, um, to always have that childlike energy and fun and appreciation for the game. Because once you start putting pressure on it, then that starts to work against your love for the game. And I think that's what happened to me um, after I graduated. Cause I went, I turned professional right after I graduated last year. Um, but I don't, because of the pressure I put on myself to play professionally, I wasn't able to enjoy it like I should have. So I would just remind them, just not put too much pressure on yourself. Enjoy, take it one shot at a time and have fun. So I must have missed something. <laughs> Where are you playing professionally now? So turning pro in golf is kind of like, you just kind of say you're a pro. <laughs> Once you start, when you're an amateur, you're not allowed to accept money um, when you play in tournaments. And I think that's changed a little bit with the new um, rules and NIL deals. But how it used to be is um, as an amateur, you can't accept money. But once you turn pro, once you start accepting money, you lose your amateur status and you are now a professional golfer. So when I graduated last year in May, my goal, I didn't want to immediately go into nursing. I wanted to play golf full time. So I turned pro. I started playing in some professional tournaments and um, it was a lot for me. Um, playing golf in college, playing golf as an amateur is not the same as playing golf professionally. And I didn't realize it until I was in it. And I'm grateful for what I've learned, but I realized that I wasn't mentally, spiritually, or physically ready to play professionally. It, it requires something different. And um, on top of that, I was just a lot going on. I was planning a wedding. My grandmother passed and my parents um, separated. So it was like 
it was a lot. And with golf, I feel like if you're not, it's hard enough to go out and play with, with mental distractions, but when you're mentally exhausted and empty yourself, it's just, you're just wasting your time. So, um, technically I'm, I'm still a professional golfer. Um, I'm just setting it down for this season to be able to work, um, focus a little bit more on my marriage and also just to start to enjoy the game again. And like I said, um, about not putting too much pressure on myself, like actually going outside and being like, man, I'm happy to be here. If I play good or bad, it doesn't define me and I'm going to have a good time. And so I'm, I'm reteaching myself the love of the game now as a professional, as a registered nurse, as a wife, um, with all the different changes, I've had to look at golf differently also. The next question is just like, where can people follow you and talk to you? And um, what's next for you? Like, what are you up to next? So I'm not on social media too much, but um, I am on Instagram. It's Kristen, I think, Dot Smith now. So now that my last name changed, I don't even, I think it's Dot Smith underscore. Um, that's mostly um, where I would post. Um, I've been on a little bit of a social media break, though, um, but that's where I probably start my updates when I start playing golf again. Um, or you can pull up on me in Duluth, Georgia. <laughs> um, and then I guess what's next for me, I I am um, this is my first year of working as a registered nurse. Um they call us residents for our first year. So my residency will be finished in December. So I'm hoping that when I'm done, unless God says otherwise, I want to keep playing and I want to give myself a real shot this time at playing a full season. Um, and so I'm hoping that next year I can get back out there and, and try to make a run at it for my dreams again. And um, I'm grateful for the season that I'm in right now. Um, being able to work, being able to help others and still being able to play um, when I can. But my goal right now is to make sure that I'm not just healthy physically, but I'm healthy mentally and spiritually so that when I do go back to playing golf professionally, that I'll be ready, that I'll know how to manage my emotions and that I'll be able to go out and play with a lot of peace. And how is it like being an RN? I did want to ask you that. Yeah, it's, Ooh, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's it's a very rewarding job, but it's 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 taxing. I was talking to one of my coworkers yesterday and we said a lot of jobs are either a lot mentally or a lot physically. Like you can um have an office job which may be a lot mentally or you can be like an Amazon driver and that's a lot physically because you have to carry boxes and stuff. And nursing is both. I work 12-hour shifts. I'm really 13. Um, and you're walking the whole time. I definitely get my 10,000 steps and which I need. Um, mm -hmm. but it's a lot. And what I told myself was I wanted to be able to be there for people when they're at their most vulnerable, but everyone's vulnerable looks different. Some people's vulnerable may look sad. Some people may mask it and be happy. And some people may just be really nasty and be really mean. And I've seen it all. Um, and so for me, I just remind myself why I'm there. I try to not make excuses. I try to keep my head up high and try to be a light um, in the workplace. Um, but I just, I shout out to every single nurse um, that's been working, especially that worked through COVID. I, I came after the really hard COVID time. So I haven't experienced like that, but um, 
it, it's, it's, it's a really hard job, but it's rewarding. And I'm grateful. I have great coworkers. I work at Emory. Um, Emory is an extremely great organization to work for. Um, so I'm learning a lot. I learn something new every single day. I feel like it's good in life to learn something new every day, but especially in the hospital, I learned something new. Yeah. So I really, it's been good. Who are you outside of golf and outside of nursing? Like, what are some things you like to do for fun? Oh my goodness. And honestly, now that I stopped, now that I haven't played golf as much um, competitively, I've been like, what do I like to do? <laughs> I asked myself, like, I had no idea what I like to do before because I played golf every single day of my life since I was seven, pretty much. Unless the weather was bad or if I was hurt or didn't feel good, I was on the golf course. And now I'm realizing, like, I really like to watch movies. I like to read. I like to cook. I like to, um, man, was I really like to walk. I really, really enjoy walking and I really like listening to podcasts. So <laughs> and I think just with black women, no sports, I just want to say you're doing an amazing job. Um, and I hope that this is everything that you had imagined it before. And even if it's not there yet, that it gets up to that point. I think that this is going to be really, really amazing. So thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I mean, so much. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else you want anyone to know? Have good people around you, have good relationships, have people to lift you up and also get a relationship with God because at this time right now with everything that we have going on, um, it's so important to have a firm foundation and to be anchored because there are so many things that are going to sway you and, and get you down and get you into the wrong things, but, but God is our anchor. So... Thank you for tuning in to the Black Woman No Sports podcast. To learn more about our speaker or to shop Black Woman No Sports apparel, head over to the links in my show notes. I'll see you next week with another very important guest.